Here by the Owl podcast is a podcast for owlets and wise owls alike. Join hosts Nikki Fiddle-Eye-Doll and Brianna Briegel along with rotating owls from across the country as they discuss what it takes to advise from time to time. Our podcast is fueled by the true knowledge from empowering agricultural education instructors and ripen with the wisdom you will never learn in a textbook. Welcome back to another episode of Here by the Owl podcast. We're so excited to be here with our friend Eric to talk about his book, Impact My Life, Being the Change. Eric, can you start off by introducing yourself uh, and letting the listeners know uh, where you teach? Um, hey, yeah, my name is Eric Godwin. I'm currently a middle school science teacher in Manassas, Virginia. I work at Gracie Metz Middle School. Uh, this is my 10th year teaching. I did teach um, for seven years in North Carolina, I taught agriculture uh, for four years at Columbia Early College High School, taught ag mechanics and uh, horticulture, and uh, we did uh, um, all kinds of things there. I started the ag program um, at that pro program, and uh, then I moved to Washington High School where I taught animal science horticulture for three years before moving to Manassas, Virginia. And uh, my current school where I teach at is about 1,200 kids and it's grades seven through eight. So we are a very urban school and um, we're, we're very, very tight knit. Um, and because our school system is considered small, even though our population's big, because we're a city school system. And since you teach science now, do you kind of get to use some of your ag background a little bit too? I know sometimes the you know two content areas can kind of mesh together. Yeah, exactly. So um, from where I taught um, ag mechanics, I had a lot of, you know, physical science background doing uh, ag mechanics for four years. And then when I taught horticulture and animal science, I actually used that because I teach seventh grade life science now. And I'm the department lead for um, seventh grade life science, but I also have an eighth grade physical science class that I teach. So use I, all those skills I learned going to school for ag ed and things like that. Um, was able to apply to my job that I have now. And the reason why I took a middle school life science job is because there wasn't any agriculture jobs opening in Manassas, Virginia. My wife, she's from Manassas, Virginia. Uh, so I'll talk about that a little bit, just kind of introducing myself. But uh, my wife, she's from Manassas, Virginia. We've been married for roughly uh, going on four years come April. Uh, we just introduced our new son. So we had a son born on September 5th. So his name's Smith. And uh, if you if you follow me on Facebook, you'll see my men making mama breakfast post every Sunday um, that we have fun doing. And um, so that's just a little bit about me. Why? So I, I'm assuming you went back to Virginia with your wife, but that's a big change. <laughs> North Carolina it's, to Virginia. It's a big change because, you know, I'm from North Carolina. We met because my wife attended East Carolina University. I went to University of Mount Olive, got my degree in agri-science education, got my master's from North Carolina A&T after I started teaching. And um, we kind of met up after I started teaching and she was still in college. And she was she's a, a nurse. Um, she was a labor and delivery nurse there in Greenville, North Carolina. And so um, she wanted to be you know close to her family. And if I'm not sure if you've ever been to North Carolina, but almost everything east of I-95 is very rural. Um, and you can tell by my accent, it's very <laughs> twangy because I'm, I'm originally from Sampson County, which is, you know, south of Raleigh. 
uh, and my kids, when I first started teaching in this, like my current school was 80% Hispanic. They thought I was a cowboy when I first started teaching. It was hilarious. But, um, you know, moving up here, I live 45 minutes from Washington, D.C. now. The traffic is, you know, insane. So, you know, just a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a different world up here. And, you know, it's, you know, still considered a South, but like it's, it, it's, it's more like Pennsylvania. That's what I kind of tell people. It's more, it's more like uh, a urban, you know, Pennsylvania. <laughs> well, I'm interested to hear, uh, Brianna, I don't know if you read Eric's little bio, um, but those of you listening, he is a National Agri-Science Teacher Ambassador, which we both are as well, very near and dear to our hearts. Um, and so we're excited to connect with another ambassador, but tell us about this book. Um, I guess, how, why? Like, give us a sneak peek. Yeah, sure. So yeah, I did the National Agri-Science Teacher Ambassador Program back in 2015, I think it was, yeah. Um, I had a great time learning inquiry-based learning and um, that's when it was up in Maryland. I'm not sure where it's located now. You know, being outside of Ag Ed for like the last three years, you know, I still try to follow the things going on. I still get emails and things like that. But yeah, it's, you know, it's a different world being outside of Ag Ed, being so tight knit and family oriented and then not having that. So I still try to keep in touch with a lot of my folks in North Carolina, my FFA family down there. Um, but yeah, so this book, that's the, you know, the reason why we're um, uh, having this podcast. Um, so I wrote this book called Hashtag Impact My Life, Being the Change. I started writing it around 2017. Um, the main purpose is because, you know, the election had just happened in 2016. A lot of negativity was being spread. Um, you know, I was around when Facebook first started and when we first got on, it was babies, food, you know, family gatherings, things like that. And it quickly started changing. Now it's a lot of rants, a lot of cyberbullying, a lot of funny memes. You still get the babies. You still get the food, especially for me. If you're following me, you're still getting that. But, you know, there, you, you can go across a couple of things. And you're like, wow, whoa, you know, this is not really what I want to see um, because, as you know, as teachers, we're all about the climate and culture of our schools, and you surround yourself around people that you want to be around. That's going to help be a positive environment. And so, you know, having that positive climate and culture at school, you want that around in social media in your life as well. Um, and so that's what kind of fueled the idea of my book. Um, so it's, it's 52 weeks. So it's a year's worth of doing what I call tasks or impacts. Um, and it's the primary purpose of the book is to spread positivity, spread kindness, um, to be able to go out into your community, to your environment and make a difference and also share about the differences you're making to try to also fuel other people to do the same thing. Um, you know, it's kind of like, a, like setting a trend almost. Um, so what mainly inspired me was just, I was sitting on the couch that night and looking through Facebook and I was like, man, something's got to change. And so just the whole aspect of making a difference and why not start with me? So that was my main, my main fuel, my focus of um, wanting to do this book. It took me um, right at three years to get it in. And the crazy part is it was published on September 1st. It became, you know, live on September 1st and my son was born four days later. 
So it's been, and plus, you know, COVID, all that stuff. So it's been kind of, it's kind of, it's been a whirlwind few months. It's been, it's been exciting though. It's been great. Yeah. Nikki and I both ordered a copy on Black Friday. Thank you. Thank you. Thank and, you. Yeah. We both have ours here with us, but I'm really excited to start it like the first week of January, kind of fresh, especially after 2020, kind of start the year off right. Um, and you know, I just think it's a really awesome concept and I, I'm looking forward to introducing it with my students in my FFA chapter as well. Um, but kind of before we talk about that, how did you really do it? I mean, you had, you know, you knew your wife was pregnant, you were teaching, you knew your son was coming soon. How did you juggle writing this book and also, you know, your day-to-day -day life at the same time? Yeah, um, it's, it was extremely difficult. So, I started writing it right before we got married um, and just, you know, having that motivation, um, it was, it was tough. You know, you're, you're teaching every day, you know, as ag teachers, I know the ag teacher in North Carolina, we're 12 month employees. We're constantly doing stuff in the summertime and losing and gaining motivation to work on a side project. I was working on it at nights, weekends, on top of, you know, doing National Ambassador or National Agri-Science Teacher Ambassador Academy, you know, training CDE teams, doing all those things. Um, so it was, it was extremely difficult. So there was a lot of late nights, a lot of editing. My wife, um, she was a yearbook editor in high school. So she, she was my main like editor person. Um, so a lot of, a lot of late nights. And, uh, you know, just other people influencing me, keeping me motivated um, to keep going. And I actually, I'd finished the book um, like around December, 2018. And I sat on it for six months because I was just like, cause then, you know, those little voices in your head and are like, you know, people are going to say this about you, you know, just perceptions and things like that. And you're like, you know what, I'm going for it. So um, it's all about taking the risk you know, and how can we sit there and tell our students to take a risk to, you know, try a new CDE, try a new um, public speaking event, you know, try a new conference or convention when we can't do it ourselves. So I was just like, you know what, I'm taking the risk. I'm going to invest in myself. And I went with it. And a year and a few months later, it's, it's doing great. I, I love that. I mean, we, that's how this podcast started was we were taking a risk and Eric, we felt the same way. We sat on it for, I mean, we talked about starting a podcast for literally a year and we didn't because of those very things. Like what are people going to say? Are anybody, is anybody going to listen? Is it going to be good? Are we going to love doing yeah. it? Um, and so I, I'm glad to, to hear that because I think that's the side of writing a book that people don't hear. Um, yeah. Now, side note, cause I'm interested because Brianne and I are writing a book someday. <laughs> um, I don't know if she has that goal, but I have that goal for us. Um, so how did you go about, so you get done with it. How'd you go about getting it published? Like, how did you market yourself in your book? Um, so I did not do a traditional publishing route. So there's different ways you can publish a book. So you can like self or independently publish on Amazon, things like that. Um, I did it a different route because I wasn't very knowledgeable about, you know, what do I do to get someone to design the cover? What do I do to design the layout? How is it supposed to be formatted? All this stuff, professional editors and, you know, all these things I didn't understand. 
Um, you can either write like a query letter that you send out to publishing companies and they take your job, or you can go a different route where you can invest in your work and someone can put things together for you and present it to you, like sign a contract. And then you pay them to do these things for you. And then they can do warehousing, distribution, things like that. And that's the route I went. So I picked um, a company called Mascot Books, which is about 45 minutes from here, um, which the crazy thing is 45 minutes is actually 11 miles um, in Northern Virginia. So it's, it, it's, the traffic is insane. Um, so when I say 45 minutes, it's actually like 10 or 11 miles, but um, so I went that route with it. So I, I was like, you know what, I'm investing myself. And they, like, when I met with the guy, he was like, you know, I've seen a lot of products, like, you know, you see motivational Mondays or like for 52 weeks a year or whatever. He said, but I've never seen a product like this, um, which made you know, made me feel good. Cause he's like, we're not going to just take people's money, you know, cause we're trying to make money too. Cause of course they get like, if they, if you sell the book, um, if they, if you purchase the book from the, their website, they get 15%. Um, so, you know, they're trying to make a profit too, as well. Cause that's, you know, part of the contract. But, um, so the whole process was really, really interesting. It took almost a year just to get all the editing, the layout, the cover art. Um, cause you're working with, cause they're working with contractors as well. Um, just to get everything in. So, and the plus, you know, I had to edit my whole book again because they're sending it back. But um, it's it was it was a very interesting process. I would highly recommend anybody to do it. Um, and the thing is, what you put into your product is what you're going to get out. If you don't want a certain type of paper, it, it was literally down to the type of paper I used so people could write in it. Um, it, it was it was completely different. Like it, it was it's a unique process. Um, I learned so much because if, you know, if, Am if Amazon, you know, sells your product, they're going to, you have to sell it to them at a wholesale rate. So you're not getting your full, like the retail price was not even set by me. You know, that's them setting the retail price to help you out to maximize, you know, your work, because you think about it, you know, this is my work. This is, you know, my product. And so they're trying to help you out. Plus these other companies that want to sell your product out, um, you know, I'm sitting there looking on Amazon. These other people have bought my book and I'm like, I have no idea. You know, like I didn't know that. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there. I'll randomly like search for my book in like Barnes Noble or something. And boom, it's there. Um, look on target. It's it's on target. It's at Walmart. And I'm like, like they didn't even tell me this. <laughs> um, but thanks to COVID um, they'll offer it online, but they want put it on the shelf in the store. So that's the um, COVID has really been a damper um, on, you know, a lot of local authors. Um, it's, 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 it's been tough. I will say that because I'm trying to do book signings and things like that, and they can't have me there. Um, so it's, it, it's been interesting. It's been doing great though. I will say that it's things have been great in the book world for me um, these last few months. But it's, it's, it's interesting because, you know, they can help you in marketing and help you with all these other things um, that I wouldn't get if I just did Amazon or published it myself through like a graphic designer or something like that or a printing company. Yeah, 
That's cool. I mean, I'm sure COVID has been hard for you and your book and other local authors, but I, I can't pick a more perfect time for this to have been released. I agree. Um, and I'm excited, like Brianna said, to start this in, in January and just be really purposeful. So that being said, uh, why, I guess, why is this a great book for teachers to read? Um, you know, it's not a, like, it's not a teacher book. Um, I wanted to write a book because, you know, as a teacher, most teachers you see, they write a book about education or climbing culture or building relationships or, you know, you know, different instructional technology, things like that. I wanted to write a book anybody could read, anybody can implement. Um, so the age range for the audience is around 16 plus. If they can, um, like one of the impacts is, you know, donating blood. Um, so if they can donate blood, they can, they can, you know, they could possibly, you know, do this book. Um, so it's, it was all about, you know, spreading kindness. And I don't know, there's a lot of kind teachers because it's, you know, it's the epitome of our job um, is, you know, making kids light up, understanding material and building those relationships. Um, and then it wasn't until after it was written, until after it was done, I started thinking about, you know, I wish I'd have known some of these thoughts before I got it published because now the whole climate culture thing of schools is like a big discussion in education, but it's more of a foundational product to start changing your climate and culture of your social media platforms and to change the climate and culture of your life. Um, so that's, you know, since it's come out, that has been my real big, um, thing with my book because it's all about sharing that positivity sharing that kindness um and just overall make an impact on other people um because i had a college professor that taught me a long time ago about college um perception versus reality and you want to make people know your true self your reality or somebody's gonna make it for you and i want people to remember me by you know spreading kindness spreading positivity and making an impact in other people's lives. And I think teachers are the epitome of that, that make that go around. And I think because they're doing so much to impact the lives of other students, sometimes they might not forget about their own personal life as well and what they're sharing on, on social media and things like that. And maybe this could possibly bring that back around, make it full circle to help other students as well in a different form that they're already doing. Yeah, I love that. And I think too, like we have so many students we see throughout the day and, and so many opportunities to kind of have that impact on our students and then them hopefully have that impact on their communities and people around them as well. Um, but how do you really see maybe teachers using this in the classroom, classroom with their students? Um, how would that be possible for teachers to use the book? Um, that's perfect. Um, Cause actually I have a really great example. Um, Amber Need, she's the agriculture teacher at the Northeast Carolina prep school in um, North Carolina. Uh, she had an alumni member purchase 10 books from me to use for her officer team to utilize. And they're doing a December chapter challenge that they kicked off. I actually hopped on their chapter meeting on zoom and uh, a lot of these kids are like, they're out there making an impact guys. Like it's, it was awesome. It was great to be able to talk to those kids. Get, you know, it was almost nostalgic, like just talking about FFA and how it, you know, how it's relating to just community service. 
And that's another aspect of, you know, my book that I always thought was interesting because with FFA, people who were involved in FFA in school, they have a different outlook of service than a lot of other people do. A lot of people think community service is what you get for when you do a petty crime or things like that, or it's almost like a punishment. But FFA members see service as an opportunity to get out, network, and make a difference. And this is a perfect opportunity for kids who want to go out and make a you know a difference in their communities um, is through my book. And so it's just been an awesome uh um, an awesome ride to talk to that chapter and seeing them doing their impacts and things like that. Other school clubs can do the same thing. So like beta club, I know they need a lot of service hours and things like that. Um, I'm actually uh, had a lot of ideas. There goes the dog. <laughs> but um, so a lot of uh, like a lot of other school teachers have actually talked to me about doing a youth edition of my book. Um, so I know at my school, we do like an advisory time. Um, and another, a lot of schools will do homeroom or things like that, and they can utilize that during advisory time. Um, so it's one of the things that I'm trying to, cause beginning of the school year, I was out on paternity leave. So, um, it's one of those things you kind of want to start and the beginning set the foundation on. Um, and I'm, I'm coming, uh, I've been working on something to, you know, start in the spring semester with my students, um, to bring them into it and utilize in my classroom this uh, coming semester. Cause I was like, man, I, I can't wait to use this. And they say, no, I'm on paternity leave. <laughs> and I'm like, yep, I gotta do, I gotta wait till January. So come January, I'm going to start doing some things with my students um, with my book, even though, you know, I don't have FFA, like I would, I would love to have. <laughs> um, but a lot of schools can use that um, in that way. Yeah. I, I don't know what you think, Brianna. I'm just, I'm just thinking what a fun way, like a community development class, you know, a lot of North Dakota schools have that uh, and just fun ways to, to showcase to kids how they can impact their community. I'm thinking like a, a fun choice board even could be done. Like if you're virtual, um, go through this and pick out the things that students can still do during this time. Um, and then save the other ones for when the world goes back to normal. Um, but there's so many things in here that could be changed and modified uh, and still be used. I think a choice board would be fun because the kids could then pick, maybe they have to make a bingo out of the ones that they choose. Um, I think you could be super creative with it. And those of you that don't have the book yet, it's, I mean, it's, you know, if you want to read more, like if this is, is if that's your challenge for you in 2021, um, just do one of these a week. And it's got a small little description. And then it's got so many good little, little prompts and quotes that I think it's just going to be perfect in a classroom or as a bell ringer, or maybe you do it in an FFA meeting and, every, you know, kids draw out of a hat and they have to do the one that's on their, their piece of paper. Um, so I don't know. I just think it's, I think it's fun. Brianna, what are your, what are your thoughts of how you think that it could be implemented? Yeah, I know a lot of teachers like in North Dakota, and I'm sure it's probably around the country too, you know, try to do like a leadership Friday or um, something like that, or maybe it's just an extra um, kind of challenge to your students each week to do. And I love the different, like the journal prompts that go along with it. So students can reflect on what they're 
what they're doing and why they're doing it and really think about everything that goes along behind it instead of just, oh, I, you know, did this small thing for an assignment and now I'm done with it. Like it really allows them to do that, that deep reflection on it. So I would, like I say, envision it kind of as a, you know, a once a week challenge to your students to, to pick one, maybe from the book, or maybe you um, do every single one of them in your year long class or split them up and do it in a, in a semester, something like that. Eric, what do you like the idea of doing too yeah eric what's what's one of the weak challenges that really jump out at you that would be um perfect for a teacher uh to use with their students is there one in particular uh, are you talking about like virtually um whichever definitely. you so, tackle that beast how you want to yeah um so one uh one impact that i um like something simple something to start off as a kindness rock you know it's random. It's a random act of kindness. Um, so, you know, just um, getting a rock, you know, painting it, writing a, a simple positive message on it and laying it out somewhere in your community. Uh, another one that I like a lot is, um, you know, we go to the grocery store all the time, even though we're still in a pandemic. Um, most grocery stores have a floral area where you can buy plants and things like that. So I just was like, man, I hadn't made an impact in a while. So I just bought a Gerber Daisy and handed it to a stranger as I was walking out the store. And um, I searched up my hashtag and he had posted about it on social media. Um, so I got to see, you know, the, the difference, you know, I was kind of making. So it kind of goes full circle when you, when you post the hashtag, um, when you're doing something, somebody else could post about it as well. And you can go back and see it, um, which is the best part is you actually can kind of go back and see the difference you're kind of making. Um, another one that I kind of um, also like as well is the free choice weeks that we have in there. Uh, so every, um, cause the book is broken up into quarters. So every 13 weeks, there's like a quarterly reflection as well. And every quarter you have a free choice week where you actually make the choice on how you want to make an impact. Um, so, cause you know, I, I have a lot of suggestions for ways to make an impact but you could be getting started and you're like, you could just have an amazing idea and you can wow. go out and do it. Uh, so it actually gives people the chance to, you know, create their own impact. And my most favorite one is week 52. And that's where you make an impact for, you know, an annual impact that you do every year. Um, you get to decide how you want to do it after you've completed a book. Um, because at the end you can say, man, I did 52 weeks of impacts to make a difference in my community my family, uh, my friends, my environment that's around me. Cause one's, you know, planting a tree uh, or sending a card to a loved one that you hadn't talked to in a while. Um, you know, it's things as simple as that. Uh, the way you can make a difference in someone's life. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And, that's, well, and if you guys start to look up hashtag impact my life, you know, if you're looking for other ideas, uh, ways to see how people have used the book, um, or, you know, the, the challenges that they're completing and how they're completing it. Um, there's so many good things out there and get lost on that hashtag because that's the part of Facebook and social media that you want to be in right now is the, the positive part. But, um, that being said, how can, how can teachers get in contact with you? Uh, where, you know, where can we see more about your book? Um, and, and buy your book. Okay. Um, so 
actually I sent you guys a, a document that you can that you're going to put on uh, the uh, the podcast website, and uh, people can go and just be able to click on the links. But uh, you can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, I have a LinkedIn. Those are my personal accounts. I also have a book account for Twitter, Instagram, and uh, Facebook. The book links are the book uh, social media handles are actually on the back of the book. Um, and also my website, ericgodwin.com. You can learn more about me. I actually, uh, a lot of folks don't know this, but I offer a, um, a scholarship for, getting, for uh, beginning teachers that are in their second year teaching agriculture. Um, it's through the North Carolina um, Agriculture Teachers Association, and I pay their membership dues. It's kind of one of the things that I wanted to do to give back to the NCATA um, since I was leaving because it provided so many opportunities for me to network with ag teachers across the country. And I want young teachers to be involved in their organization. Um, and NWE, of course, you know, you get your NWE dues um, with the NCATA dues. But I offer a scholarship. Uh, this past year was the second year. So that's another way I make an impact, but it's not in the book. So um, it's free choice week. But, um, you know, uh, you can go to my website, like I was just saying, and uh, to buy the book, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, mascot books it's all there uh target walmart offer it online as well and uh the last thing uh i'm also on goodreads so you can give me uh some goodreads ratings or you can give me an amazon review any positive reviews i'm uh welcome to as well i love that well so we have one thing too um we have to give a shout out to our friends at the owl tales podcast because um they are giving away a prize and we want to make sure that um, our listeners know about it. So they, I, first I loved in their podcast today, they talked about, uh, well, I listened to it today. Um, they talked about, they had taken a little break because it's been hard to talk about school and that like really like, I don't know how you feel Eric with the world, but it has been kind of exhausting to like, hear about all the things that are happening and getting all the questions about how school is going. And um, that kind of resonated with me that they had to take a step away from their own podcast because talking about school has been exhausting. And I feel that, but um, that being said, they, they're ending the year strong and they're doing this fun Christmas candy madness. So this is their way of impacting another person um, and so we wanted to share that today. So for those of you listening, go to Owl Tales podcast on Facebook and they have a uh, March Madness bracket with, I think it's, is it 32 different? Yeah, I think it's 32 different Christmas candies. And you have to comment and guess what you feel is going to be the champion candy. Now, some of these must be things that in Kentucky are big because I don't, <laughs> I don't know what they are. Um, but put your guess out there because um, you need to comment by December 18th. And they have this really cool um, cow made out of, what is it, tobacco leaves, right, Brianna? I feel like that's right. I think so, yeah something we don't grow here. Uh, it's made out of tobacco leaves and it was donated um, by Sam Evans and it's really, really cool. Um, so go comment on their post uh, with your prediction by December 18th 
uh, for a chance to win. And um, way to go, Owl Tales Podcast, for putting a little joy into this world. Um, thanks, Eric, for being here. Those of you listening, um, go check out our resources. He's got all the ways to, to get involved with his book, get in contact with him, um, because I'm sure he'd be totally on board um, with getting in connected or connected with you. If you need to do a book study in your school, um, hit him up because he'll chat with you guys. Hey, if you need me to hop on the Zoom with your chapter, let me know. See, and like and what an opportunity technology has given us. Um, I think I think after all of this, we might use it for for some good. So yeah. um, make sure everybody listening, you go like Here by the Owl podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And if you have a future topic idea or you want to be a guest like Eric, uh, please reach out to us uh, on so social media. Thanks again, Eric, for being here. My pleasure.